Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. The fan base, the fans keep showing up. Yeah, yeah the fans, fans keep showing, keep showing up. up regardless of what's mm-hmm. going on. That's true, the fans do show up. There's that, I, the energy, go ahead. I look at it like a, Bitcoin, crypto, Dogecoin, like we're patient, right? But they just keep trying to, the Browns keep, just keep trying to diversify funds, but it's like, no, just watch that one thing grow and focus on it. Yeah. Germinate it, water it. Like we're, we're we just, well, let's get another piece. Well, how about you develop the other pieces, like our defense? Like some of them are still mm-hmm. even maybe undersized. Like focus on them, grow. We've gotten better within the last three years. I think our defense is excellent, but mm-hmm. I guess. What I'm looking for is just saying, um, it just seems like they're, they're one, a reaction. And sometimes you just, you don't really need one. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like we're fixing, we're trying to create four wheels. And it's just like, you don't need to reinvent it. Yeah, you go. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Gotcha. So, man, y'all, y'all, said, y'all said a lot there. Um, I guess the next questions for you guys would be, um, we talked about the coaches. We talked about some of your uh, disappointing events. What do you do to manage and cope with the Browns and their losing? What? How do you? How do you deal with it? <laughs> how do you deal with it? Wow. Yeah, that's loaded. Anybody, uh, no, yeah. one, no one. No one jumped to go first. I'll, I'll, I'll attack that one. That I think so I was hard. sharing with some people. I'll, I'll, Saying with some of the guys here before we got started that my level of investment, I'm still invested in the Browns, but I'm not as fanatical as I was with the first version. Mm-hmm. And that maybe is a function of through the years, maybe there's other interests that I have and other things that are, are important to me, uh, my faith, my family, that that takes up more of my more my emotional, mental, real estate now that I try to boil it down to entertainment and I, I want the Browns to be successful. But that, to me, that's how I deal with it now. And if they do well, I'm elated. But I've tried to build in this protection mechanism that if they lose, it's not the end of the world. So I'm not upset to the point. I, when they won that game against Pittsburgh, I was over the Mm-hmm. Um, they were in it for a while against the Chiefs. I was disappointed they lost to the Chiefs. I wanted them to win that game mm-hmm. too, but it's I did not have the. It does not engender in me the same emotion that when I saw them lose to Denver two yeah. years in a row in the late eighties. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably shed tears at the end and was upset for weeks watching the Super Bowl, upset because it should have been the Browns. And, you know, I at this point, uh, there's other things that that are important to me. And that's how I compartmentalize it now with, with all of the sports. It's, it does not get me to the place 
that the level of investment that I had in my mid twenties and, and younger. Gotcha. Uh, I, I guess I've lowered expectations a little less. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So actually, it's harder now that they've been better in the last couple yeah. of seasons because now when they don't you know, you get over the hump, it's yeah, a lot more disappointing. You are disappointed. Dare I say it was easier when they were losing all the time. All now, the time. Yeah, you know, don't. If, yeah, there I mean, are higher expectations. So I was completely checked out in those days. <laughs> Don't turn it on, right? Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. Anything? No, but I mean, to, same with me. When you get older and other responsibilities, mm-hmm. there there are more things going on in life. It's exactly. harder to be as invested. Good. More That's things it. going on. Yeah. Zena. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, I'm gonna have to say uh, before that, the last time I was very invested, where I was moved inside, was the. Ravens Browns game. Let's place it twenty seventeen, maybe uh, at the goal line. Baltimore Ravens run back ninety nine yards. Oh, yes. It was we turn. Oh, we were going to run the game within four I'll minutes. It was a turnaround. I was at that game. I have a video of it. Cheering and then four minutes later, still just fixed, like not Which moving. I just it didn't happen. <laughs> Questioning. I say that to say that was the last time I told myself I can allow myself to be in that position where, like, I just keep replaying it. Like, I, I keep punishing myself. The play had been over. So now in my current state, I'm still very much, um, you know, we'll watch the games and invest it wholeheartedly. However, um, I am now just saying it's just a game. And what I've learned in general with anything from my years teaching or interacting with others i cannot care more than you do i cannot care more than you do so until the browns care more than me i will move on keep my faith yeah practice more in my faith and grow just but um you know i love love hate that's interesting (laughs) what would you say i don't know and it's 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 hard because i still i'm fully vested i really i really am I, is it written all over your face? It, it is. It's all over there. I'm like, every single beginning of the season, <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> Super Bowl. I'm always thinking Super Bowl. Even this season? I, I still think it. But, you know, I don't know. It's just my family knows Sundays don't bother me. I'm in my basement. I got my my beer, my food, my nachos. I'm watching you. I'm, yeah. I'm ready now. I'm ready, oh, and I'm, I'm cussing at the TV, throwing oh, stuff. Oh, there, yeah. Throwing stuff, you know, just what's going on with this play calling? You know, typical Browns back in the day, third down and long, what do they do? Draw. Yeah. Draw play. Get two, three yards. Yeah. Out, I mean, third, three and out. Here comes three the play. Three and out. Here it is. You know, I don't know. It's just hard. I mean, I'm fully vested, and it affects me on Mondays. It, mm. it does. Oh, it can. It does. And Tuesday, you know, it, you know, Wednesday, we go to work next Mondays. Sunday. Everyone's down. Repeat cycle. Right. Browns lost. You know, and if Sunday, if the Browns went, everyone yeah. in that office where I work, everyone's happy. Exactly. You know what? It changes the mood at work. It changes. I'm the glad mood. you. Maybe if you got Something to consider, and I do know the topic at hand is the Cleveland Browns, but let's just talk about Cleveland. 
how many of us stayed up till maybe the next morning talking about the Cavs when they won and they won again mm-hmm. yeah. and they won again. <laughs> so when you lose on Sunday at one or maybe let's say 4 p.m., you have a whole rest of the day. You don't sleep at all. You don't know if you should talk about it on money because you're mad. Mm-hmm. And then it's Monday. Mm-hmm. Like right. you lost on Monday. It's a crappy day. That so Monday. I'm just I'm just gonna leave that there. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. Anybody has the point. same sentiment. There's a reason why the, the the local talking heads call their Monday morning show Browns Therapy Monday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you get some cartharic expressions, emotions around that around what is happening with the Browns. We got to deal that, and it it feels like about seven days a morning, like just going this 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 sense of grief, like exactly. That's actually the word I use. Grief. Well, yeah, Yeah. like I'm in like. So I mean, that's why I had to do something because that was the cycle Mm -hmm. for me. And you look at the word fan, which is short for fanatical, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like being fanatical about something can. Very dangerous yeah. if you're not careful. Um, so I had to do something for myself to begin to, like I said, manage my expectations. Yes, so absolutely. I'm not this devastated person on Sunday evening or Monday morning that but, life continues on. <laughs> but, but that's something else. Like I just have this conversation with others, and I don't know, since we're all here as fans, just kind of um, being devastated about things you can't control. Because exactly. I relate to pretty much everything, you sure. know what I mean? Um, even in speak, speak, speaking uh, about different topics, but I'm like, okay, like, I can't control that they lost, but like, you know, how do I want to participate? Mm-hmm. I'll still watch, I'll still cheer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's just what you. Yeah. I liked your point about not caring more than they do, because then after the games, they're flashing the final score and then. Guys from the opposite team, the helmets off, chatting it up, and, and it's like you don't see the exchange of jerseys. Why am I sitting here? Oh, you got a big paycheck no, that you're Well, one hundred percent. I'm I'm throwing <laughs> bottles myself into the process. Yeah, living it. Well, then I watch these press conferences, and it's like, hey, you know, we we just have to do better. I don't care if, if it's the QB or. Your, your head coach, and I'm just like, what is, define what is do better, do better than last year? Because last year you were 0-16. Do better than right. what? Do better yeah. than that last play? Because you, what was it? Flipped the football back. Or you ran back for seven yards and got sacked. Like, what exactly do we have to do better? Because is it an excuse? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, um. With that being said, I mean, y'all said so many things. And one of the things I hear often is being able to have realistic expectations about your team. Realistic Realistic expectations. You know, and sometimes it's hard as a fan to see things as it really is because we get emotionally invested. And, you know, our emotions are not necessarily intellectual. So we tend to look at things as we want to see it. Sometimes we call it motivated rationalization. So we make our teams make our relationships or experiences better than what they are because that's what we want them to be versus looking at them as they really are. But then we get into cognitive dissonance. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like as fans, we understand our assignment mm-hmm. on Sunday or like we're prepared. I'm, I'm in fan mode now. I went to training camp. But thereafter, like, I think it's like kind of life what happens after life when mm-hmm. you're still not where you want to be. 
Yeah, and, and when you and when you were part of that, and at the stadium and all those things and all that energy, that group thing, that vibe is going, and you just want it so bad, and right. so you you rooting and you are cheering and you just want your team to win, and then when it doesn't turn out well, you just feel so empty. deflated. Yeah. Yeah. Deflated, perfect word. But now I'm, I've, I think that's the thing and why we're here. What does deflated turn into with disenchantment? Because yeah. I actually had to disenchant myself to get a grip of my reality. I was mm -hmm. obsessed with the Browns. Mm -hmm. We are still very much a fan, but I mean, it was, um, I, I have to do this. I have to make every game. You know, I can't miss a play. No, I can miss a play now and still be comfortable or confident in my team. I think we're, I think we're at a point where we can believe in going to the Super Bowl, but we need a restored confidence, and we get that from real realism. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what I saw in training camp, you know, some drop pass. Yeah. Are we going to be real about cutting? Sports. I was, I didn't want to say the name. <laughs> you just, Sorry, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like. Are we going to be real and retaining people who just can't meet the, you know, I love even Baker Mayfield. He got a lot of heat. I believe in him because he had confidence, you know, but then I question his height disadvantage. Yeah. Decision-making. And decision-making, his IQ, you know, versus Kyler Murray, undersized, and he is rocking it. You know, I don't know. So I just need a historic confidence of how they feel. Yeah. 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 You know, and you know, it's, those are good things. Those are good points. And, and everything and you see your team evolve I, I used to always listen and try to evaluate what the lines were like I, you know people talk about like the the kill positions but i'm always focusing on the offense and defensive lines because i believe like if they're bad oh, your yeah. season is toast yeah. if you have key injuries because you could lose one person off the offensive line and your game be so different right you know what i was but they don't get talked about a lot but they're so important to say about the Browns because we have been so unstable um, or have an identity. I was just like, I don't care this year. I just want to be good on one side of the ball. I mean, yeah. dominate on one side of the ball. I don't care. I want the player ratings high. And then we could worry about next year developing because we're, I, we've never really had it all. And most people haven't. I think the Ravens won one year. Their offense was terrible, but they went to the Super Bowl. Oh, their they had a historic defense. Okay. Yeah, so you follow yeah. what I'm saying? Amazing. Like, uh, Bears type defense. Yeah, uh, exactly. Who, who was the one that Super Bowl? The Super Bowl shuffle. With the, uh, with the, with the Eagles. The, they had the kick foot offense, but the, it wasn't like mm -hmm. defense. Who did they have on defense? You yeah. know what I mean? So just be exactly. on one side of the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that can happen. Look at it's Kansas true. City. Great. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a great defense. Ah, Even the year they won a Super Bowl, that wasn't a great defense. Yeah, it's at least exactly. an indicator of progress. Right? Yeah. yeah. You can get good on one yeah. side of the ball. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, but, exactly. Go ahead. No, right now our baseline is guessing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, but for a lot of people, they'll have like romanticized about what the Browns would be. And, and I, I was going to ask that was going to be my next question. What do you, you expect them to do this year in terms of record? Well, I will say this. I, I will say that on paper, that they've assembled as much talent that I've ever seen with this. This new Browns this is definitely the most talented roster they've ever had. Shout out, Andrew. The new Browns is by far <laughs> the most talented roster. Um, there are some weak points in my estimation. Mm -hmm. um, I am concerned the receiving core is terrible. After Amari Cooper, um, I'm no, very that, concerned about the receiving core. You got to work on that. Um, the, um, you know, with running back, I think they're good. And, of course, obviously the elephant in the room is the 
quarterback. <laughs> and I don't know how much we want to talk about that. <laughs> Say whatever elephant, you want. That's the elephant in the room. Um, I like Jacoby Brissett, but he is a career backup. I'm not sure he's going to make enough plays. Um, the schedule is We've got one of the tougher schedules in the NFL mm-hmm. this year. And if we have a if we hope to even squeeze in as a wild card, we're gonna have to win. In my view, no worse than five and six at, at the time that um, Watson comes back. We really just need to uh, regain respect from the league because he said we have a tough schedule this year. Um I've tracked every year. We've always had the toughest schedule, in my opinion, perhaps biased, in the NFL. We started with the Super Bowl, the reigning Super Bowl champs, at least three. Yeah, times. we never get a home, a easy home game. No, we never no, get no, that. No, no, no. So yeah. we, I just think overall, it, the league doesn't respect us. It's but, a tough schedule. You know, um, and then I think Deshaun is going to show some rust when he gets back. Um, uh, but I'm more hopeful towards next season. I mean, I'm not saying this season is a loss, but it's going to be, in my view, Difficult for them to make the playoffs this year, um, in my opinion, unless the defense greatly overperforms my expectations. Gotcha. Um, the defensive, I think they're good at defensive end. The tackles still have me a bit concerned. Agreed. Um, outside of Core Moore, I'm still, um, I'm still concerned about the depth, the linebacker. I'm actually, I feel pretty good about the defensive backfield. Mm-hmm. I, I feel uh, that one rookie, I, I, I like. Yeah, that that ripped the dude. Give me that and brought back a pick six and just ripped it out the dude's hands. I think he's, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, Newsom and Ward, key with those two guys is staying on the field. Best ability is availability. They both seem to be a little injury prone. Yeah, that's both, true. They both are healthy and can play. I think you've got one of the top booking uh corners, outside corners in football. That was well put. That yeah, yeah. they gotta stay on the field. So you 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 are hopeful they can have a decent season, but not a great season this year. So I think high end for them with the circumstances they're dealing with, in my view, is ten and seven. Okay, they can finish ten and seven, managing all of this they've had to manage. To me, that would be a good season. If they do anything better than that, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Low end, the wheels could fall off, and I'm, I'm praying that doesn't happen. <laughs> what you say? We think yeah. it. Well, I'm hopeful that they, uh, Kevin Stefanski, if you're listening, run the football. Run the run ball. The football. Run. Play solid defense. I don't yes. see any reason why they couldn't be in the thick yeah. of it at the end of the season. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. I'm going to have to echo that um, in tandem with Hunt, you know, Hunt and Chubb would just wait, run it. Gotcha. The gotcha. problem is, even with that, you've got you've to gotta have the defense concern of that there's the threat of your receivers doing something. Because otherwise they'll put eight in the box and they'll try to do everything they can. Well, to, that's the thing. To stifle I, the running game. So you got to at least have the threat that that you, you can do something downfield with the with the passing game. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Or you got to have an amazingly really good offensive line that they can know what you got to do and they can't stop. Yeah. It. Like like yeah. the early '90s Cowboys. But, yeah. You yeah. could yeah. stop it. You could know it. they're gonna right here, but you couldn't stop it because the offensive and line. And it's defenders too. that would that would say. I knew exactly what they were getting ready to do, but Emmitt, I couldn't get to Emmitt Smith till he was already eight yards down the field. Demoralizer. <laughs> Everybody knew what they were getting ready to do and couldn't stop it. They couldn't stop it. you know. And as the game rolled, rolled on, it became harder because people got fatigued. Exactly. So, boom, boom. So with that being said, guys, I'm curious. 
you had to leave as being a fan some some coping strategies for yourself and for other people to help you. I know we talked about being realistic, but is there any other coping strategies you guys might suggest for people who are fans who get all invested in their teams? I mean, some of it has already been said. Um, I mean, exactly. For me, it's it's boiling it down. It's entertainment. It's just a game. It's just a game. Life goes on, and and for many of us, as you get older, you experience things in life, and you find out what's really important. Um, um, you know, dealing with you know some people have to deal with relatives, the close loved ones, getting terminally ill, and you know your your family, all of these things. And I love football. I love baseball. I love basketball. I love following all of my Cleveland sports. But there's a point that that I recognize at this point in my life, there are definitely some things that's far more more of my emotional real estate gotcha. uh, to deal with. You want to add anything to that? Yeah, just expectations, keeping expectations in check, mm-hmm. perspective, right? Having, having other things in your life in order to uh, keep perspective that it's just a game. Just a game. Yeah, just kind of segregating, like, where your time is warranted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also taking the opportunity in those down moments and that you might find as a Cleveland fan instead of maybe connecting with a team, connecting with fans. Like, I haven't met you fellas here, and, you know, we have the same vision. So when you're out, enjoy yourself at the bar or at home um, with that family time. Just use that, especially coming out of COVID, you know, with so much distance that we've had from one another. I think this is a great time when you draw with the Browns to just kind of get back to the the normal. Just I hope our new normal is winning. Exactly. You're here. One more thing. Yes, sir. Teach those young people about the history of this franchise because it is a storied history. It is. a proud history. It is. And most people who know about the Browns only know about the Browns from 1999 and onwards. Yeah. All those championships and it was the AFL in the 50s. Yeah. Did you know uh, that the uh, Paul Brown started the Browns in the mid 40s in a a, a conference Mm -hmm. called the AAFC? Mm. And he, they dominated the conference. Mm-hmm. The conference, uh, the league conference, whatever you want to call it, folded. But like three teams merged into the NFL. One was the Cleveland Browns. 1950, they, their first year in the NFL, they won the NFL championship. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm, Philadelphia Eagles. I'm actually 1950. Brought that up. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. I think a part of our history is, our, is who we are. Because mm-hmm. right now we're kind of a, a, a joke. Right, you know, and we're not like you said, just those res- yeah. respectable, honorable players um, yeah. that are jacketed. You know, go down, go down to what about 40, 50 miles to Canton. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have a presence as Cold yeah. Browns, and we need to be understood like that. Yeah, that that's huge. They need yeah. they need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I, you know what? I, I think the um, idea of intergenerational knowledge is such a powerful thing because sometimes when we look at stuff we look at it as a picture versus a motion picture so we don't really understand the story or we haven't read the book so we just see what we see right now so the browns are not that good right now so that means the browns are not that good when when you look at their history they have one of the most storied franchises of all time and that's why it's important not just with this but many other things Look, I want to thank y'all for coming in and talking about this important issue, you know, because I just want to emphasize the important the importance of people being able to manage and cope with their emotions and feelings, because anxiety is a monster when it comes to our teams. It 
you know, mm-hmm. and people will do all kinds of things to try to manage it. And some of those things are unhealthy, becoming depressed. Some people become very depressed. And unfortunately, there's been even acts of aggression towards family members and, uh, and loved ones that we have to definitely terminate from our lives. And a lot of it is because we don't have the right perspective around our sports teams and understanding it's just a game. It's something to be an escape. So we have to approach it with balance. But when we get too deep into it, we lose ourselves in it. And now we start making really bad decisions. So I just want to say thank you guys for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe we can do this again <laughs> a little bit later down the way. No, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate y'all for coming in today. Um, listen, if you enjoyed this show, please go down and add your comments and tell us what you liked about the show. Don't forget to like us and please subscribe. Thank you. And I, I hope to see you in the next episode of Therapy is Life. Thinking, feeling, and experiencing well-being is what we do. Have a nice one.